This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, getting you ready for today's sports day. You know, three of the first four games have been at home, so you know at some point in time you're going to have to venture out outside the 806, so that'll be... That'll start this week. While having a little fun along the way. Always good if you can blame it on somebody else, right? Yeah, sure. Especially some media guy. Sure. Right, some media guy. Catch the show live weekday mornings from 6 to 9 on Lubbock Sports Station. Double T 97.3. 6.32 this morning with uh, Jamie Lent and Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. Uh, Yates Flooring Center chat line is open. If you want to make a prediction on uh, tomorrow's game, uh, you can go to uh, the Yates Flooring Center chat line for that. A new controversy in the uh, NBA amongst the uh, guys that uh, do the analysis on TNT inside the NBA. Have you seen this? I have not. Seen okay, this. it only it only struck my uh, fancy because I saw <clears throat> the word conspiracy and Shaquille and Charles Barkley and battle. Shaq, <laughs> Shaq is convinced there's more than one moon around the earth um he said here's let me tell you my theory he said the other day i was riding um and he was on his uh, i guess he was on his bike and uh and the moon was on the left and i kept going straight and didn't make any turns and about 20 minutes later the moon was behind me after hearing shaquille o'neal out charles barkley jumped in and says that's because it was moving fool and o'neal says nope there's more than one moon. <clears throat> and then 45 seconds later, the moon was on my right. There's more than one moon. So, I, I think there's just one. And then he... He... <laughs> he... he, he's, he um, you know, he was a flat earther. Uh, Shaq was a flat earther for a little while uh, with, uh, with Kyrie. Um... He said he flew to Australia without going upside down earlier this year. He also questions whether the earth is spinning, noting that he lives on a lake and the water doesn't spin. So maybe that was just for fodder. I I don't have words. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, then again... I mean, if I'm looking for science, mm-hmm. I'm probably not going to Shaq and Sir Charles. Right? No, no. I don't it's probably you, not the two guys think you're looking for my that. answers. Yeah. Didn't Shaq get a degree from LSU? I believe so. Um, I mean, he had to go back for it. Like yeah. I know he left early. I think he's. I think he's gotten his. Yeah. This is a college-educated man who thinks there's more than one move. Well, I haven't had enough coffee. <laughs> Kyrie Irving thought the uh, the Earth was flat. And, Earth was I mean, flat, he went yeah. to Duke. <laughs> he got into Duke. I think he was just. Uh, I think he Maybe just that went had to the classes just for a semester. He was on the one semester program. <laughs> yeah. I think that had something to do with his basketball ability that he got into Duke. I think so. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. yeah. He's proven to be a really smart guy at the next level. <laughs> uh, the guy that caught Aaron Judge's ball says he's going to send it. He's going to take it to an auction. Uh, Corey Yeomans, uh, he's uh, from Dallas. So after weeks of deep conversation with his wife, she's a sports reporter, uh, they are going to sell the ball with the Golden Auctions house. 
he uh, turned down a $3 million offer for that baseball. Hmm. $3 million. Three. Uh, apparently, the, number. apparently the night that he caught it, uh, after they you know got him out of the, the stands, uh, a Yankee security uh, officer went to meet with him and uh, basically tried to, uh, to offer him uh, some tickets and memorabilia and a chance to meet uh, Aaron Judge, but he, he turned down that opportunity. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought maybe it'd be better for him to hang on to it and, and to sell it. Uh, and Aaron Judge doesn't, he said he didn't have any, um, he didn't have any problem with that. He said he caught the ball. He's the one that made the play out there in left field. So it's his right to do with it what he wants. Hopefully he's making the right decision for him and his family. Uh, Judge also said he would not be involved bidding in the ball. He goes, I haven't signed my free agent deal yet. So I think that's a little out of my price range right now. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah, sure. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I think when he signs his free agent deal, he's, he'll be all right, though. That'd be tip money, right? Um, and it's uh, this was the number 62. So anyway, so he he got that. Yeah, so Man, the I Yankee. So, I was so close to it, Chuck. The Yankee director of security, Eddie Fasthook, uh, offered uh, memorabilia, photographs, and tickets and said he would be the one to arrange that with Aaron Judge. Yes. <laughs> Jeez, that would that would be awfully hard, right? I mean, if you were a diehard Yankee fan sure, or whatever, sure, it would it would be man, you'd feel so terrible. Like, oh man, I would love every bit of that. I want to give this to Aaron Judge, but mm-hmm. three million dollars to you know the average Joe is man, that's a life changer. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. You, you'd hate to feel like you were. <laughs> I mean, it's disrespectful to Mr. Judge, but man, Mr. Judge, this is three mil, dude. This is I mean, it's not, money yeah, here. it's mm-hmm. not Chuck Hines money, but you know, it's not bad. Yeah. Like, like you want to say to the Yankee security guy, okay, meet me halfway. Give me <laughs> 1.5 right. and I'll do it, you know, but three, yeah. man, that's a lot. Of Just scratch out a, scratch out a check for me. Uh, th- this was good news. I heard this, uh, I think I heard this during, uh, end of the bench yesterday when this news broke that the Rangers are going to host the All-Star Game in 2024. Yes. So that's really, really cool. I mean, that's just mm-hmm. that's just two years. Um, and uh, I, for some reason, I thought it, I had it in my mind that those things were announced further out. That, unlike the Super Bowl, I guess they are not. Because the Super Bowl, it seems like they, there's a lot, I guess, more planning and things like that and takes place because it's a worldwide event, you know. But uh, still, the All-Star Game will be... Um, in Arlington on uh, in 2024, so that's cool. The commissioner of baseball said the Rangers stepped up under difficult circumstances, and Globe Life Field served as a terrific host for the 2020 postseason, including the World Series. Makes a lot of sense. We're excited to once again feature baseball's newest ballpark on the global stage next summer. Very uh, cool. Yeah, the Mariners are going to host this coming year in 2023, and the Phillies are going to host in 2026. No announcement uh, with regard to 2025. So. I think that's uh, I think that's pretty cool mm-hmm. uh, that the Rangers agree. are going to get to do that. So if you've not been to an All Star game, Choice said that was a bucket list thing for him. He's not. I've been able to go to two, and it is cool. There's no doubt about it. No doubt about it. It's really uh, it's a lot of fun to see that uh, all those guys come out and all the things that they do and just the just the activities that go around it. So the it's game a lot that of they fun. play, you know, it's an, it's yeah, a, but it's I mean, I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's all of it. So there's a, obviously pomp and circumstance and, 
all those kinds of things, plus the game itself. Just seeing all the different uniforms, I thought it was pretty cool. Your morning dose of coffee and sports. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Catch the show live weekdays from 6 to 9 on Double T 97.3 FM or on the Double T 97.3 mobile app. Time for this day in sports history. On this 18th day of November, the day we're going to give away $10,000 to somebody. It's going to be a historic day for somebody I'll today. Take it. In the uh, great city of Lubbock. I'll take it. You don't have, we don't have to get it. I'll take it. Okay. Double T97.3 in the home zone. going to do that tonight at 2. Dot. You don't want to give it to me. Well, Fine. I, you're, you're not eligible. You just sit, sit there and, and not be nice to me. Okay. 1949, National League batting leader, Jackie Robinson, who hit 342 on the year, wins your National League MVP. Hmm. 1951, former Cubs first baseman and future TV star of the Rifleman. Chuck, Chuck Connors is the first player to oppose the Major League Draft. 1966, Sandy Koufax. he opposed it? Uh, he was not a fan of having of not picking where he wanted to play and was very vocal about the draft. He, he was like one of the first ones to... Obviously, obviously he, was, he was the first one to do that. And did he have any say? No. Mm-mm. But he was very vocal about his opposition to it. Chuck. <laughs> 1966, um, uh, Sandy Koufax announces his retirement due to arthritic left elbow. 1975, Calvin Murphy of the Houston Rockets ends an NBA free throw streak of 58 consecutive games without missing a free throw. 1980, despite missing 45 games, George Brett wins the AL MVP. Must have been really good. He clearly he broke his toe that year. He was doing laundry at his home, and Bill Buckner was coming up to bat. And Brett wanted to watch, loved Bill Buckner, and wanted to watch him bat. And he stubbed his toe and broke his toe. And that's what happened to him. Nineteen eighty-seven. Chicago Cubs Andre the Hawk Dawson is the mm. first player from a last place club to win an MVP. The Hawk. He was great. Absolutely deserved that MVP. Mm-hmm. Probably deserved another one earlier in his career, too. But. With the Expos? Mm-hmm. hmm In 2000, the 65th Iron Bowl took place. Auburn beats Bama 9 to nothing in Tuscaloosa. So not only a win on the road, but a shutout win on the road. And in 2007, Roger Federer scores back-to-back season-ending tennis Masters Cup titles, beating Spaniard David Ferra 6-2, 6-3, 6-2 in the final in Shanghai, China. It is National Apple Cider Day. Could use some of that tonight. Okay. Happy birthday to Owen Wilson, who's 54. David Ortiz is 47. Megan Kelly, 52. Denny Hemlin, 42. Gary Sheffield, 54. C.J. Wilson's, 42. And owner of the trophy that says prettiest ball, Warren Moon, 66. Okay. <laughs> There's no doubt. I'm with you on that. I am that. I'm with you on that. I just broke Jamie. He's mocking you. I'm not. He, he did throw a really pretty ball. I know he is. And on this day in 1863, a dad getting ready for an out-of-town work trip. He has to give a speech. He knows what he's going to say. Nothing too long. But he's a bit distracted. 
His wife, Mary, is worried about their son, Tad, who is becoming very ill. They had already lost two sons to disease. Mary was also a little upset that her husband was still going to leave. Like, how can he leave in a time like this? But he needed to. Then he boarded the train and he went. He felt guilty the entire trip. When he arrived in Pennsylvania, he was handed a telegram saying that Tad was feeling much better now. Abe enjoyed an evening of dinner and a serenade by the 5th New York Artillery Band before retiring to his room to finalize his famous Gettysburg Address. Hmm. And that, that is the Stan Sports History. Okay, that's a little rest of the story there kind of thing. <clears throat> we were one sick kid away from not getting the Gettysburg Address. Okay. <laughs> Something to think about. <laughs> One sick. I think he probably probably still would have given it, right? Depends how sick his kid got. Depends how sick I his mean, kid got. He was worried the entire trip home. I thought you were going to tell. I thought you were going to tell us that him and Mary decided after all to go to the play. <clears throat> That's what I thought you were going to tell us. That wasn't in '63. I know. I had to take it back. That wasn't '63. That was about four months from now, right? Yeah. So yeah. then I was thinking, I was like, not quite that time. Of, not quite that time of year. Well, uh, four to six feet of snow is just is too much uh, for uh, the NFL and, and Buffalo. And, I mean, you certainly get it. You certainly understand. They've uh, shifted that Browns and Bills game to Detroit uh, because of the, the snow that's going to assail on, on Buffalo. Uh, and, and that's probably the smart decision when you think about resources that you have to dedicate to, you know, putting on a football game and getting everybody there and – you know, secure. I mean, it's just, it's a nightmare. Uh, and so they probably need people clearing streets as opposed to worrying about shoveling out a stadium. Even though usually they use the convicts for that. Yeah. Get get the guys on the chain gang. Going no, over I there. understand the, the workers and the, the fans mm-hmm. that want to come to the game and all that. You, you want to make sure they're not out there on the streets mm-hmm. and all that. So yeah. hopefully they're all getting out of town and headed to Detroit. Yeah. So the, the fans are getting on the getting on the, on get, the road get to Detroit. <laughs> yeah. We still need you. Yeah, we still we still need you. Bring your uh, bring your tables and get there, Buffalo fans. This is uh, Lake Effect Snow is uh, what this is uh, was all about all about. So that's uh, that is not going to uh, to transpire. It, it's amazing how much difference just of. Uh, like an hour and a half can make or so. Mm-hmm. I got a friend of mine who lives outside of Boston. I asked him how much snow they're supposed to get this weekend. Outside of where? Outside of Boston. Outside oh, of Boston. I thought you said Austin. I did too. Boston. Okay. And uh, he was like, snow? What? So you pulled up the weather forecast. Nope. Sunny and cold all weekend. Because he likes when it snows. I was like, Buffalo's getting like <clears> four <throat> to six feet. You're not getting anything? He's like, no. <laughs> so just, just that dis- distance. Sounds Huge like Jeff's friends with Eeyore. <laughs> There's some definite comparisons between him and Eeyore. Not gonna lie. <laughs> Everything really is the worst for him. Thursday night football last night. Tennessee beats the Packers 27 to 17. Yeah. Cowboys play Sunday. They take on the Vikings in Minnesota. They'll play inside, so they have to worry about, worry about the snow. It's good. Yeah. We'll have the game for you on Sunday afternoon at 2.30. You're tuned in to the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3, recapping the night that was in the world of sports.
That's not to say that they don't respect the run game that you have, but you're talking about one quarterback leading the, the conference in passing so far this year. And remember, he didn't start the first game. Right. Still played a lot, though. And also bringing some humor to your day. I, I just don't want to disappoint you. I just... As much as I disappoint you, I don't want to disappoint you in some things that you expect from me. Hear the show live weekday mornings at 6 on Double T 97.3 or on the Double T 97.3 mobile app. Um, Brian writes in, a lot of people are without power across town. I'm, I'm just, this is our guy from Buffalo, right? It's our guy. Is, is that our guy? It's Darren, usually. Darren, Darren is from Darren Buffalo. Is in, Brian says a lot of people are without power across town. I'm going to assume that's Buffalo, but maybe... Maybe not. Maybe it's Lubbock. Maybe people are without power here. Maybe somebody hit a power pole or something. Oh, man. I hope that's not the case yeah. here in Lubbock. Well, yeah. I hope it's not the case anywhere, but... Sure. Obviously, it's chilly here this morning, so that, that's, that'd be tough. Uh, this, uh, with the Bills and Browns moving their game to Detroit, question was asked if the Red Raiders ever had to move a game because of snow or cold weather. Not, not that I'm aware of. Not that I know of. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's some games I wish they would have moved yeah. because of cold weather, but we didn't get a vote. Uh, Mike says this, I'm awake, Chuck. <laughs> okay, thank you, Mike. As you know, Hilton is a tough place to play, but so is Jack Trice Stadium. I lived in Iowa for 25 years. Uh, I did ask uh, Choice to uh, take a picture of their sky bridge that they were building from the parking lot to the stadium for me. I wanted to see if it was uh, fully fully constructed now. <laughs> It goes up and over the interstate. It's quite impressive. Mm. That keeps people from running out on the interstate, you know, to, to get to the stadium. That's good. You don't <laughs> want people running out over the interstate. Yeah, right. I mean, don't we basically have the same thing here over our interstate? Yeah, but this is going from a parking lot to a football stadium. Oh, and that's going from a parking garage to a football stadium. Completely different. Where? The one we have over Marsha Sharp. People who park over there and walk over. Yeah, that's a. Uh, I guess you're. I guess you're. I guess you're right about that. I hadn't thought about that. that. That's that's right. But that's a. It's a. It's a meandering walk. That thing looks because I've walked from that um, parking garage to the stadium before. It it's one of those deals where it looks like it's right there, but it's a longer walk than it actually. Than actually, what it looks I like. I feel like all this talk of you feeling like Lubbock needs, you know, uh, a sky bridge. Mm-hmm. And that skybridge, that little walk there, has not gotten the respect that it deserves from you. <laughs> okay. Feel like you act like we don't have one in this city. You know what? And it's there. And there's a lot of people that walk on it. It's it's done its job. It's done and its job. yet you still give it no respect. I respect. I poo pooed it. Yep. Yeah. You're probably right about that. It's embarrassing. (laughs) (laughs) Hearing the scores of those games makes me nervous about tomorrow. I know. I'm right there with you. It's like, good God. It's It's a better team than I thought it was. I I just think they're really good on defense, and they've made it tough for everybody for the most part. And and, and it feels like they're getting a little bit better on offense. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, this, Iowa State lost Brees Hall. That's what happened. Yeah, he was, he was he's a, pretty good. Yeah, he's a good one. Uh, this, <clears throat> maybe they lost 22 guys because they underachieved so much last year. Ranked uh, number seven preseason and finished six and six. Yeah. Thanks. <clears throat> right there. That's the Matt Campbell story. Yeah. Uh, sadly, when I hear 22 players left and you're not hearing stories about player mistreatment or negative culture around the program, it leads me to think that those players left to find better monetary situation than they have at Iowa State. Could also be because the school is picking night games and freezing weather. 
<clears throat> of course, this last line is tongue in cheek. Yeah, the, this is a TV decision. This was not a school decision. Mm-hmm. It's only a school decision when it's ESPN Plus. Yeah. Uh, here's some good news, though, for the weather tomorrow. That once the game kicks off, Jamie, mm-hmm. it's only going to go down one degree. Okay. okay. No. From six to five. 16 to 15. Okay. <laughs> Be 15 at uh, at seven o'clock uh, tomorrow night there yeah. in uh, sunny Ames. Well, for all the Red Raider fans that are traveling up there, uh, I wish you the best of warmth. Uh, but honestly, since it's not a home game, for our Red Raider fan base, mm-hmm. I'm I'm really not that worried about the yeah. weather. Okay, so, hopefully, we handle it well. I guess I guess in some regards, you could say it's an advantage for Iowa State because they are a little more used to it. I sure. guess. I guess. So sure. maybe sure. I do feel like it'd be better off if they if it was warmer. You're numb to it. Uh, Brian says Lubbock. Literally numb to it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Brian says numb to it with with Lubbock with regard to uh, people without power across town. Mm-hmm. So if you're out, you're without power. I'm. Uh, I feel bad for you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is it okay to be feeling bad for people as opposed to say sorry about you? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Hundred percent. Okay. Yes. I feel bad for you. Yeah. You, you should actually Genuine. use "I feel bad for you" almost every time yeah. you said sorry about you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No. I. I think that's probably good. Uh, the walk from the Ranching Heritage Center to the stadium isn't bad. Okay. Mm-hmm. Chuck, when you get your sky bridge at the Womble, will you say it? Uh, will you want it to say the Heinz Family Bridge or something like that? Yeah, something like that. Something like that. Uh, fire sprinkler guy here, and I do all of the fire sprinklers at the parking garage. It's right across from the stadium, Chuck. Get it together. I, I'm i not going in that elevator in that parking garage again. I mean, that thing scares me. Concerns me. Yeah. There's yeah. been some gum on the tracks, yeah. the elevator, and it's gotten yeah. stuck. A couple of times a season. Just one time. Just one, you know, sissy media guy gets David, scared. David Collier. <laughs> <laughs> and, now, and now nobody will ride it. Yeah. Uh, I am fortunate. Another great Lubbock landmark that you're disrespecting. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Shelly says this, I'm spending this morning watching a high school tennis tournament. All the layers wish I had a turtleneck. Mm. Shelly, I've got a turtleneck on. I've never been colder in my life than watching my daughter play tennis. (laughs) Yeah. What tennis tournament is going on that Shelly's at? I don't know where she is. Does that make you a little jelly? Uh, no, I got basketball this weekend, so okay. I'm good. Okay. I'm good. I'm and glad we're inside. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark says this. Hey, Chuck, when I win the lotto, mm-hmm. I will have a build bridge built in your name. Uh, Thank you. Oh, and I was also sp- supposed to tell you that I um, I met a morning drive listener yesterday. I was working the door yesterday at the Friendship Basketball Tournament. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Young lady wanted wanted me to let you know that I met someone. Okay, good. I met a morning drive listener. Good, mm-hmm. good. That's that's really cool. Because usually you... they just move past me. And just <laughs> don't want to be known as a morning drive listener. Did but... she ask where I was or no? no she... she did not ask <laughs> okay. where you were. Okay, okay well. <laughs> she did okay. not. That's that's okay. Uh, this question from the Yates Flooring Center chat line. So will tomorrow be a competition between the tech offense and tech defense and who can stay off the field the most? Offense will try to score quick so they can get back to the sideline heaters. A defense will try to cause three and outs to do the same thing. I like that thinking. That's good, man. Whatever you know, motivates yeah, you. Yeah, right. 
Right, right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's a that's a that's that's something for Coach McGuire to, you know, get on the uh, the old microphone when they get on the plane uh, today, and say, uh, "This is Coach McGuire. Our goal is to get three and outs to get back to the heaters, and get touchdowns to get back to the heaters. Let's go." You know, if they run the ball, the game's shorter, <laughs> so they can get to the locker room faster, where there's more heat. That's right. That's right. Short-term pain, long-term gain. Jeff. All those things, man. That's what you're thinking. That wasn't nearly as exciting as Lou Cinder over here on the mic. Yeah. Doing his Airplane 7 <laughs> version. Yeah, you like that? Yeah. <laughs> Red Raider 2 Gun says, I'd love to see Tech run the football tomorrow. Yeah. Boy, I felt like that was a huge factor in, in winning last week. Mm-hmm. So... Um, I feel it's one one of the biggest factors in the game. Will you be able to run the football against that defense? Because if you're able to do that, then then they have to put more men in the box. They allocate more to the box. That opens things up for your passing game. And so, to me, that's the that's one of the major major keys in this contest. Makes for a happy flight home if you do that. And warm too. And warm, yeah, and warm. You're listening to the Morning Drive Podcast from Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3, recapping the night that was in the world of sports. A little bit later on tonight, uh, we'll have uh, the Astros and the Diamondbacks. That'll be at 8. And then the Rangers playing at Seattle uh, tonight. And also bringing some humor to your day. Was it pretty big? Yeah. I mean, it was Impressive? A, yeah. Was it fascinating? It was. I thought it was fascinating. It kind of smelled, but I mean. <laughs> Hear the show live weekday mornings at 6 on Double T 97.3 or on the Double T 97.3 mobile app. Jamie's question of the day on Double T 97.3 is presented by Bizarre Solutions. Call them today for a free cybersecurity audit. What you got? What you got? What you got? What you got? Okay, my question today I think is a hard one. Oh, man. Friday? Why are we have hard questions I think it, I think it's a hard one. Jamie, I couldn't even answer yesterday's question. <laughs> I know. He passed on my question. That's right. All right. I'm going with Red Raider football here. Okay. That's a good start. All right. Before the season started, we talked about guys that we thought would have a chance to be first team all-conference mm-hmm. you know, maybe make an all-American team or whatever. Okay. Okay. I want you to give me three guys that you think deserve consideration or could be on the All Big 12 first team. Three players. Okay. Chuck Hines, you're on the clock. Go. Well, Tyree Wilson's got to be on that that's, list. Okay, that's, that's Captain that's, Obvious, that's right? That's the layup. Yep. Okay. Um, I'm going to say Krishan Merriweather, too. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I think two. I think I'm going to stay. I think I'm going to stay all defense. And can I can I give you one plus one? Because I think both these guys deserve consideration. So can I give you two more? Can sure. Co co guys: uh, Dadrian Taylor, Demerson, and Malik Dunlap. In fact. I'll take Tyree Wilson off the list because that's free space on bingo. No, I originally, I mean, the purpose of me putting three is because I thought there were two. Okay. Okay. So the the purpose was, who's the other guy? Here, I've given you four. All right, Jeff. Okay, so the two, Wilson and Merriweather. And this might be a little too far out of the box, 
but he is coming off of a co-special teams player of the week. I'll take Trey Wolf. You all of a sudden have become the kicking guy of this show. Well, you know, I'm noticing he's making more kicks than a lot of other guys in the Big 12 have been. Okay. And he's not hitting the uprights as much as other guys in the Big 12 have been and hasn't missed a bunch of kicks to lose games like other guys in the Big 12 have. I I, I don't know that he's as good as Garibay was last year, but I don't know that the kickers in the Big 12 are as good this year as they were last year. And I think Wolf's been pretty good since the beginning of the season. I'd be lying to you if I told you I knew the numbers or you know had a good feel for which kickers were good and bad uh, in the Big 12 Conference. I know I wouldn't vote the Kansas guy <laughs> as the first team guy. <laughs> right. Right. I think that's... Uh, What's his name? Billy Doinkler? I, I don't, I don't yeah. know. I don't know what his what his name is. Okay, I know I wouldn't pick him. Mm-hmm. I think Jeff. I, I mean, he might be onto something mm-hmm. there. Fifteen of eighteen, which is eighty three point three percent. Six for six, twenty twenty nine. Four for four, thirty to thirty nine. Okay, so mm-hmm. ten for ten inside of forty yards. Three for six on forty to forty nine, and two for two. <laughs> I love this one. From 50 to 99. That's what the stat sheet says. <laughs> well, there you go. And plus he's been, I mean, there's been some serious clutch ones, right? Mm-hmm. Now we can also look at the one at Kansas State and say, <clears throat> that was a huge momentum swing and yeah. we all kind of felt like it went downhill after that. Mm-hmm. But man, those, those numbers are hard, hard to argue with. I mean, a perfect 10 for 10 inside of 40, you don't see that. A ton in the college game, I would think. Mm-hmm. No, um, I, I think the only guy that may give him his run is the Oklahoma State kicker, who's seventeen for eighteen. Okay, so one less kick. Can you see his numbers like inside of forty and um, how many he made in the fifty to ninety nine that category? It's just the team stat. Uh, he's also made forty for forty point afters. Okay, well we haven't missed a point after, and it's only thirty nine for thirty. I mean, wow. Yeah, I think you got an argument. You might that. have to get second team, but it's a lot closer than you would have thought at the beginning of the year. I hate that okay. I said that about extra points. Let me uh, let me give you some numbers here. Okay, well, Kansas was forty eight for forty eight. <laughs> I guess they still are on extra points. On yeah. extra points. Yeah, Billy Doinkler didn't miss one of those. Tanner Brown from Oklahoma State in nine games has hit all of his uh, PATs, and he's seventeen of eighteen from the from field goals. Okay. You almost said from distance. I know. <laughs> Bert Auburn from Texas, okay, is 41 of 41 with PATs and is 16 of 21 from field goals, okay? Third, we third, got him on, beat. third on the list in scoring is Trey Wolf. He's 32 of 32 on PATs and he's 15 of 18 on field goals. So I don't know, you know, the Tanner Brown uh, field goals versus the Trey Wolf field goals and the Bert Ar- Auburn field goals i don't know what the the distance nears you know what you just what you just talked about but those are your three contenders because after that it's uh griffin kell from tcu and he's he's 11 of 12 um with field goals <laughs> okay jimmy don't worry about the field goal 43 of 44 for pats for the point after um there's only been nine missed in the conference overall this year yeah so yeah. kickers in the big 12 can put it through the uprights after a touchdown mm-hmm 
they're allowed to do that. Yeah, I, and I think the two guys that Chuck brought up on the defensive side of the ball were were also worthy in Taylor Demerson and and Dunlop. Dunlap. Um, I think both of them have been good too. Uh, I think Marquise Waters has been really good as well. I would guess all three of those guys land on a team in the Big 12. Mm-hmm. Probably not first team. That'd be my guess. But I would guess that Merriweather and um, Wilson will end up first team. And hearing all hearing all those numbers, <clears throat> if we were giving a winner today, like this was take versus take, I think Jeff won. Because uh, I think Trey Wolf was a good answer. That was a good answer. I think that was a really good answer. Um, but... I think he's going to end up second team as well. So I guess my point in asking this question is, mm-hmm. knowing that, knowing that you really just have two guys that you think are first team all Big 12. I mean, to me, it makes me feel like, man, our coaches did a good job. You know, we're, we're right here in the mix of making a, a bowl game. We're in the mix for you know possibly finishing above 500 in the Big 12 Conference. We've been good at home, yet you still haven't had like a bunch of standouts that we like rode to victory right mm-hmm. uh, over and over again. We have we've played three quarterbacks. You haven't had some wide receiver just have this breakout massive year. So it, you could look at that two different ways, right? I mean, we're talking all about defensive guys and then a kicker. We're not talking about the, the special teams guy that we thought we would. Austin McNamara. Yeah. Yeah. But so you can look at it and be positive, or you can look at it and be negative, and boy, and say, boy, I thought the offense would be better. Be a little I concerning. Th- I mm-hmm. thought that. I mean, but injuries clearly play a major role in that. And again, we said it a million times before. I'll just make it a million and one. When your offensive line struggles, it's hard to be good on offense. You re- you ready for this? Austin's not had a great year, right? We we would we would all say that he's not had a great year in our minds, right? He's second in average in punts in the Big Twelve right now. And, and how about this for Malik Dunlap? He is first in breakups in the Big Twelve. He has ten. The closest to him uh, are two guys that have eight. Uh, he only has the one interception, and those those other two guys that have eight have three interceptions. Mm-hmm. But still, I mean, he's had a an outstanding season. Uh, for that Texas Tech defense. Your morning blend of sports. K-State is uh, coming off a big win over Oklahoma. Of course, the Red Raiders off their 37-34 overtime win over number 22, Texas. And humor. Sure to tell them that. You you suggested that. (laughs) And, of course, they got a big laugh. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3. Catch the show live weekdays from 6 to 9 on Double T 97.3 FM or on the Double T 97.3 mobile app. Nice to have you with us this morning on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. Nice to have you with us this morning. Uh, we'll take your thoughts and comments on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. It's uh, presented by the mobile app by Happy State Bank. Uh, we did get a report from Brian earlier that uh, there was a power outage in Lubbock. Apparently... Um, According to uh, KLBK, uh, the Lubbock Police Department, traffic lights had no power near 34th and the marsh is sharp, extending to 50th Street at approximately 6.30 this morning. So apparently about 3,000 homes are affected by this. Or 3,000 customers, I'm assuming homes. 
I don't know how many customers, how many people. Uh, Paul writes in a, a tech score, 2410 Texas Tech. I like it, Paul. Okay. Okay. Uh, we get this. Uh, Chris says Texas Tech 37, Iowa State 34. Woo. Uh, Gary says this one. Most, folk, more, most folks are looking at a low score. Give me Tech 48 to 24. Oh, wow. 48 to 24. Wow. Goodness. That, uh, here's a, that screams um, a bunch of turnovers for Iowa State. Um, here's another one. 20 to 7, Texas Tech. Here's somebody that says this. Supposed to go to an outdoor wedding near Brownwood tomorrow. Sure hoping the wife changes her mind. Yeah. Uh, this. I tell my wife we can't have lights because we have a metal roof. Praying she doesn't find out they make magnetic clips. I did not know that. My in-laws used to have a metal roof, and it was a, it was a challenge. Um, hmm. 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 They have magnetic clips now. <laughs> okay. Keep her out of the... Home improvement stores, then. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, let's see. Things no one asked for this holiday, the Christmas Story 2. I didn't know they were doing that. Did you hear that, Jeff? Did they, they did Christmas Story 2? Is that right? That seems, that seems absurd. I did not know that either. They are, uh, it's the kid grown up, and now he's having the Christmas. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Are the Bumpuses in it? I don't know. I haven't done a deep dive on it. I need the bumpuses to enjoy that movie. Tech 9, Iowa State 3. Texas Tech 27, Iowa State 21. Uh, t- Texas Tech 27, Iowa State 17 from D-Rock. Okay. Uh, we put uh, ours up the first weekend of November and light them up on Thanksgiving. Right. The daughter gets on the roof for us. She's definitely more agile than me. Hmm. I should have done it earlier. I considered standard time to have outdoor decorations up as Thanksgiving to New Year's. What are y'all's opinions on that? Uh, mine, mine are up, and uh, I turn them on Thanksgiving night, and last night of them on is New Year's night. I think you can do whatever you want to do. But you can do whatever you want to do. He, he asked for what I do. Yeah. So. yeah, I I turn mine on. Yeah. I, outdoor ones, I turn them on Thanksgiving. Uh, the seventeen thirteen Tech, big defensive stand to close the game. Hmm. Hmm. How about this? Tech 7, Iowa State 5. 5? This. I will be putting the lights up up on our roof this year. The guys did it the last couple years. Went out of business. So up on the rooftop I go again. That from Dutch. Uh, Dutch. There's plenty of people that can do this for you. Dutch doesn't need to be getting on the roof. We We don't want a dead Dutch. (laughs) <laughs> or a broken Dutch. Okay, so speaking of Christmas lights, when the competitive nature of all of us kicks in, right. do, you ha- do you have a line where you're if your neighbor just goes complete uh, Trans-Siberian Orchestra themed light? Yeah. Not even Clark Griswold, because mm-hmm. while Clark's was bright and you could see it from space, we're talking like they've got the music timed and the lights and no. you know animatronics and everything else. No. Do you try to keep up or you wave the white flag? I'm I'm over that. I've never had that problem because mine are the best. Oh. Ooh, there you go. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> I would not try to keep up yeah, with somebody. Yeah, I, I can't, I can't yeah, do that. Yeah, I, I mean, can't do that. 
I do what I'm comfortable with. Yeah. I, I like a little mm-hmm. little bit of pizzazz to it, but I like it to be classy. I don't I don't want to go over the top. Uh, we get this thirty eight twenty four good guys. I like that. Okay, the the they have lights with they have they have lights that with cells that have magnets on the back of them. No clip needed in some cases. Okay. That's great. You know the guy that the the original like Christmas light uh, holders for your little plastic shingle tabs that was invented here in Lubbock. Oh yeah, yeah. There's a guy here in Lubbock that did that. He made a lot of money on it. Uh, Sneed uh, Bullfighter says this. I guarantee if Sneed lived next to Chuck, there'd be a Christmas light competition. No question. <laughs> no doubt about it. In that situation, I would want to be on the other side of one of them. So they're next to each other. I'm on the other side, and I would just point an arrow in lights to those two. I would be on the. I would like to be on the other side of Lubbock from that. Uh, the email says 2717 Tech. Okay. Uh, this, uh, uh, Mark says, I have those lights that you stick into the ground and they shine in the house. Okay. Good for you. Man, a lot of. We woke everybody up, Jimmy. I think everybody just slept in this morning. Yeah. Yeah. This riveting discussion that we've been having here for the Why last 25 minutes. Why can't we sleep minutes. in one morning? I mean, everybody else gets a chance. Well, Why can, don't we get you, to you, you can. You just... can. Next Thursday. <laughs> Next Thursday, Jim. Yeah. Sleep it. Uh, Juan says this, Tech 24, Iowa State 13. We get this. We take care of the ball. Tech wins 20 to 9. Wreck them. Hmm. Wreck them. Uh, Brian says this, the guy who invented the magnet on the back on the light cord is from Lubbock and was in Shark Tank. Okay. Did not know that. How about that? That's pretty, that's pretty cool. I wonder what bullfighters got going on at his house. Maybe, maybe we should also like, once you guys get your lights up and your, your little decorations out and all those kinds of things, take a picture of them, hit us up on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. There's no prize, but you can just have bragging rights. Okay. Yeah. Maybe we'll do that the Monday after Thanksgiving. Or the Tuesday. Give you a chance to kind of get everything plugged in okay. <clears throat> 822 If this tech morning. loses. <laughs> if what? If tech loses. Oh, yeah. Because we won't want to talk about sure. football game. Yeah. Tech wins. I'd prefer we talk about yeah. football than Christmas lights. But. Uh, Bill's, uh, Bill says this. Gary's products of Lubbock invented the Christmas light clips. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Lonnie Gary, Lonnie Gary, that's he, that's the guy, the original one. Lonnie Gary, a local architect, invented the light tab. I worked at the manufacturer that made them. We made them by the train load. Yes. Um, Bullfighter says this. I don't have time for lights at my house. I have to have my heat lamps for my chickens. Okay. Somebody says this. If Sneed and Chuck lived next to each other, it would be like the movie Deck the Halls. That doesn't sound complimentary. I can Trust assure that you. feeling. It, it's not. I can assure you if the Heinzes lived next to the Sneeds, we'd be brighter <laughs> with our lights than the Sneeds. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so I'm so happy that of all the characteristics that I have You have none of ours. No. I you know, most of which I am not a fan of my mm-hmm. personality characteristics Mm -hmm. that i don't have the always gotta compete gene oh i just don't when i'm on the court that's a different deal when i'm playing Mm -hmm. a sport i'm very competitive but 
the rest of the time in life, I am not always got to compete. I'm not a comparing myself to others guy. (laughs) You're probably better off for that. Mm. I just think it saves space in my brain. That's probably, yeah, it's probably best for you. It'd probably be, but that's probably well said for all of us that we should do that. You've been listening to the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3. For more from Lubbock Sports Station, go to double T 973.com.